Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Parents Under the Stairs. I'm Ian with your other host. I'm Presley. And then we got a little co-host here. Baby Jack. This is Jack. Yeah, he wasn't able to, to go down for a nap um, before we were able to start recording. so he's And gonna... I couldn't tranquilize him with my breast milk either, so... Yeah, so he's going to be listening, but fortunately he doesn't understand anything we're speaking about because we're going to get pretty nasty on this one. Maybe not just nasty, but disturbing in general, as you probably saw from the title of the movie. What are we covering today? Um, I don't know what we're going to call it exactly, but movies that fucked us up, yeah, essentially. Pretty much, like movies that actually left an impact on us and disturbed us. So, yeah, let's start off with you. Okay, let's just start off with a banger. Um, August Underground, directed mm-hmm. by Fred Vogel, 2001. And it's so weird that such a teddy bear, sweet baby human being made one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think this is, I don't want to say it's like moderate in comparison to the other ones, but. It's a little more tame. Yeah. They leave a little bit more to your imagination in the first one, but. Yeah. I, it, in other words, it's more forgiving, I guess. Yeah. Than the other ones. I feel like if it would, if it's a really good place to start with August Underground because it definitely ramps up the second one, Mortem, a lot. But, um, and then Penance, it gets a little bit like more restrained, but then the parts that are brutal are really fucking brutal on, on Penance. So, yeah, we'll get to that one in a little bit because that's on my list. Um, but yeah, First August Underground definitely has some messed up moments, and it's not for light, like the faint hearted, like, no, not at all. It's very extreme. The graphics are fucking crazy, the special effects. It's like home video sh- like style, so it looks real, and the way the effects were, it leaves an impact, to say the least. Yeah, I agree. The first time I saw it, I was like, I've never seen anything like this, and then I saw the other ones, and I was just like, it just, it's an adventure. I mean, they're all like an hour long each, so if you watch all three of them, it's like, it's it's a trip. It was it was crazy. I still think about them a lot to this day, and I'm just like, oh god, like I need to shower after I watch them. <laughs> you I... still need to finish the second one too, because like, do we, I though? Yeah, we got really annoyed because there is they are a little bit like frustrating to watch because the characters are so loud. But um, so we turned it off because we're just like, oh, I can't listen to these people yell anymore. And we went and got some food or something. But uh, yeah, that one has some pretty fucked up stuff towards the end yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i'll go into my first one and this one is a, another heavy hitter it's a spanish film called in a glass cage directed by augusti villarona from 1986 this is a movie about a uh, nazi war criminal who is living in, in hiding after the war and he was actually a pedophile too so he was torturing young men and like sexually torturing them and this nazi has fallen ill health and he is in the iron lung so he's basically constrained and he has to have someone look after him and the person that looks after him happens to be one of the people that he was sexually abusing during the war so the tables are turned now now this person that he was abusing is now the abuser and it gets really out of hand 
Um, the reason I think this one really affected me is because there's a few scenes showing the torture of when the the original victim was young and he's very young in the movie and naked and being tortured and it's just very hard to watch because it just feels like you shouldn't be seeing it but it's a very beautiful movie other than that so yeah in a glass cage 1986 um another heavy hitter that i don't recommend anyone watch solo or 120 days of sodom 120 yeah yeah uh, 1975, Pier Paolo Pasolini, who was murdered like two weeks before it came out or after it came out or something. Mm-hmm. Um, watched this on maternity leave because uh, I had nothing to do. Um, shouldn't have done that, but I did. Uh, what? You watched a lot of gnarly stuff on maternity leave. I really did. <laughs> I, I lost it a little bit. I was getting a little Jack Torrance cabin fever. Um, this movie is probably one of the most horrible things I've ever seen. Um, nothing is off limits. It's kids. It's teenagers. It is people in power abusing the shit out of pe- vulnerable human beings. Um, casual rape. Poopy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. Eating nails. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is... I would not tell anyone to ever watch it, but I'm going to talk about it because holy fuck. What yeah. do you think about it? Uh, well, I've only seen it in mixtapes, honestly. I've never seen the full movie. I've seen like the oh, fucked up scenes. Like yeah. I've only seen those in mixtapes because I used to watch like mixtapes of messed up gore and disturbing movies and stuff. Um, and for that, I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Like, it looks really depressing and and fucked up. And like, I've already seen the messed up parts. So I know. I that I, that's why I didn't even tell you I watched it because mm-hmm. that's not something you want to announce. It's like whenever you talk about Solo, you have to whisper like, I watch Solo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want anyone to know. It is weird that it got such a huge American release, though. Like. That's what I was thinking. The Criterion Collection, and it's, like, easily streamable and stuff, so it's very accepted. Let's see. So now we're on me. Okay, yeah, going back to August Underground, I'm going to go with a third one, and that would be August Underground's Penance. August Underground's Penance uh, is kind of showing the decline of their mental health after they've been going on this rampage for years. Um, They're still at it, and they're still torturing and dismembering and raping people, but they're, you see them basically losing their mind. Um, that would be Peter and Krusty or whatever her name is. And um, yeah, towards the end, you get you just get like a really good look at what years and years of serial killing does to you. The reason I put it on this list is because it has this Christmas home invasion scene that is so fucked up. Like... They just come in with a hammer, knock the dad over the head so he, he can't, like... Jack, leave the microphone alone, bro. He has things to say. <laughs> and then they uh, they torture the mom next to the Christmas tree because it's on Christmas. And then, like, the little kid runs downstairs and gets suffocated with, like, one of the presents or something like that right in front of the mother. It's so messed up. And it's all one shot. Like, it doesn't cut away very much. And then adding insult to injury, the chick is just, like, tearing open the presents and wearing the clothes. Yeah. That, and, like, yeah. I'm ma- like, you bitch. Masturbating and stuff. It's yeah. really, really, really crude and messed up. So, yeah. Uh, 
that one really like kind of i don't know why like the first two had a lot of weird gross kind of stuff in it but that like home invasion scene it just was too realistic so i was just like damn man that one's the most disturbing in my opinion also they cut out a baby which is pretty crazy you would love that part jack <laughs> i did not like that because i was pregnant at the time with him when i watched it i had to leave the room it's weird because i hear a lot of people say oh once you have children you're gonna feel different when you see stuff like that in movies and so far it hasn't really been that way i, I still I still love scenes like that. Well, I watched Inside twice when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And even after he was born. And Serbian film. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, back to to violence against children. And why don't you talk about your next one? Uh, 2011, Megan is Missing, directed by Michael Goy? Go? Goy? Go? Go, I would say Goy. Goy? Okay. Um, Yeah, this movie was crazy. It was... It's also like a kind of video camera-esque thing um pretty much this girl's friend gets abducted and she's just trying to be an advocate for her um it was really fucked up um it's just it's the flashback pictures are not the flashbacks when they leak the pictures of megan you know and yeah. she's like all restrained and stuff her captor is like uploading pictures and videos online of of her yeah that's that's pretty shocking the first couple times yeah, you see it it's like fuck dude and then when the friend gets abducted but it's what really fucked me up was when she was making the videos for her for a friend for online or whatever and you see someone lurking in the background yeah my skin was just crawling i could not even deal with that that movie gets a lot of shit because of a lot of the dialogue, and a lot of people say that they're bad, it's bad acting, but I don't really see it that way. When I watched it the last time, which was just a few months ago, I thought that they seemed like real teenagers, and yeah, yes. like the bullying aspects, like little shit ass kids, you know? Yeah, like, it was and pretty close to home. They weren't likable people, but they were very much like real teenagers. So I think, honestly, I thought that movie was very true to life. I just the only thing I thought that wasn't authentic was some of like the the stock news footage and stuff. It looked kind of like someone like threw it together on Adobe Premiere or something. But other than that, I thought like most of that movie looked really authentic and it did what it did its job for sure oh yeah definitely and then when the friend gets abducted herself you know those scenes were fucking harsh yeah yep uh my next one is i think the grossest movie i've ever seen and any anyone that watches this this show or other shows on the network you'll probably know that like kind of my trigger is food in movies especially like vomit and 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 like poop and like and then i'm really disgusted with eggs like i have a phobia of eggs so pink flamingos 1972 directed by john waters has i mean a lot of people go to the scene where divine eats a dog turd off the ground or whatever um and to me that's disgusting like really gross but i think that i think the chicken fucking scene and the scene where that fat chick's eating a huge plate of eggs and like a baby crib makes me like actually puke physically ill yeah i will physically throw up certain parts of of that movie i really do like i like the aesthetic like of of, like just how like fucked up it is and like nihilistic and grimy and stuff but like the gross out scenes are too much for me like i can't watch people eating that much eggs at once it will make me throw up 
So. Yeah, so when I deep throat some scrambled eggs, he's not a fan. Stop. <laughs> we'll just change the subject. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, nice transition. Um, inside, actually. Let's talk about Inside. Yeah. Um, French. It's French. Yes. Yes, French film. Um, pregnancy violence. Violence against a pregnant woman. A severely pregnant woman, actually. She, like, hours away from giving birth. Um, very good, though. Like, very good effects. Very good like story it's depressing it's sad it's everything i would want in a movie you know like i don't know i wouldn't necessarily call it horror it's like thriller but there's like horrific kills i guess yeah it's a splat everyone calls it a splatter movie for sure you can't get away from that just because there's so much blood it's one of the bloodiest movies i've ever seen but it's it's crazy because it's not comical like like in the style of Kill Bill where it looks like it's a comic book it's like actually really realistic arterial blood sprays it's hard to explain but yeah we've talked about it a lot on this network I think on have we brought it up on the show before I don't even know I feel like we have maybe I think maybe we just mentioned it yeah and I would probably expect we'll mention it again too oh for sure it's one of those movies yeah especially if we do a pregnancy horror I think maybe I'll like have to talk about it again so yeah yeah that's a good pick my next one is kind of like out of the horror genre and more in the like mondo slash exploitation stuff but it's going to be 2001 bum fights uh this was a series that was released um back in the early 2000s and was quickly taken off shelves because it was pretty exploitive of the people that were in in it because it was honestly just a couple skateboarders with these skateboard cameras almost with the fisheye lens and and a light on top and microphone and just going around town paying bums to do to fight each other to tattoo each other's heads to eat garbage to like drink their own pee i don't i'm trying to remember all the stuff but it's just like really really fucked up and then but when I watched it, I was really young, and I, I knew it was messed up when I was watching it. Like, And I, I will say half of the movie is just like stock footage of, of street fights. But um, but now as an adult, that's when it really disturbs me is that it even existed and that I, I watched it with like all my friends like sandwiched in between a couple skate videos, and we were like actually just watching people getting exploited on the streets. It was kind of just a really fucked up series and i know right now it goes for a lot of money because it was taken off shelves so of course anything that gets taken off shelves goes up in value so good job for fucking trying to censor them because you're just making it making them more infamous so it's like an off-brand jackass kind of thing like you know how the jackass shot on video like grows out stuff was happening Mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of what they were doing it yeah it was successful because of jackass and cky people were buying a lot of skate videos at the time and this was targeted for the skateboarding audience so but people like around then were like "Ooh, you can get stuff other than just skateboarding like pranks and stunts and stuff so people were looking for that and there was a market to fill and i i can see why it was entertaining for young people like us Mm -hmm. at the time but now looking back i'm like damn that is not cool like and you shouldn't sell that shit to kids either like (laughs) no that's like a we were like 13 and 14 watching it we didn't buy it my friend brought it over i'm glad i never owned it but 
Yeah, like, anyone in, like, a vulnerable state, like, homeless people, that's really fucked up. Especially now. Like, 20 years ago, I can see, like, things have changed drastically in 20 years, for sure. So There's a lot more awareness, too, about, like, human exploitation, human trafficking and stuff. So I I don't think making something like that would hold up in 2022. Mm, And I think the only reason they got away with it back then is because they were just doing it guerrilla style, like walking around on the streets with cameras and then putting it out like DIY without like having anyone tell them no. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to you now. (sighs) Okay. Um, 2018 Lars von Trier, the house that Jack built. And I think Lars von Trier is a phenomenal director. He's put out some disturbing bangers and this was one of them that really was like holy fuck like we watched antichrist and i was like okay like it didn't have a huge impact on me. it was good and it was beautiful but it wasn't like something i would need to talk about again you know it wasn't as good the second time around watching it like i i showed it to you because i thought it was cool and then when i came back to antichrist i did not like it at all it kind of annoyed me i'm like both of these people suck i hope they die in the woods yeah and i just watched this because it said uma thurman was in it and she was only in it for like eight minutes yeah yeah but it's pretty much about the serial killer who's fucked up and deranged and awful matt dillon i think it was matt dillon yeah yeah he did such a good job it was phenomenal acting and i'm still terrified of him to this day because of it and there's kid death if you're into that and i think that's one of the most disturbing scenes in a movie that i've seen yeah when he kills the kids yeah and then he you have the mom that he kept alive and you know he's making her feed them pie it's very fucked up yeah don't give away the scene where he kills the kids though because it really took me off guard when he started doing it well they know yeah actually spoiler fuck me sorry yeah you can you kind of know actually you can see it coming yeah but yeah it is fucked up and then what he does was to make the little kids smile i'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. Just label this video spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. No spoilers. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I like it. And I'm really weird about large volunteer movies. I either love or hate his movies, but this movie, I actually would give it like a seven out of 10 or something. Like it had some pretty decent stuff in it. Towards the end, though, it does go on some artsy fartsy territory, of course, like every Lars von Trier thing does. And I like, yeah, he goes yeah. to like, you can either think of it as like a figurative or a real hell. And like, he's talking to like the gatekeeper to like the river of, I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but yeah, it definitely had an impact for sure. My next one is going to go back uh, back even further into my childhood than the 2001 bum fights. It's going to be 1984's The NeverEnding Story. Now, this movie is very dark, I think, for children movies. I don't think children movies have the tone that The NeverEnding Story does anymore. I'm not saying it's, like, fucked up or anything. I would, like, I would say, like, there's a lot more fucked up 80s, 70s and 80s, like, like children's movies but this one had some scenes in it that just i think i was just at the wrong age to watch it and like we were having like a all you can eat ice cream birthday party with my parents like when we were little kids and i saw that you'll see the rock monsters down at the bottom i have a little picture down there and uh 
those things like made me like want to throw up my ice cream and they scared the crap out of me even though i know they're kind of friendly like once he gets to know them and then there's like the swamps of sadness is a really good scene but it like yeah it really bothered me as a kid just like how depressing it was when he loses his horse like so it's a disturbing movie in some aspects yeah it makes me uncomfortable well it made me uncomfortable i haven't watched it in years but as a kid watching that i think it was too much for me honestly and it was like the first time i saw a kid in a movie that was kind of like an outcast too so i was kind of like that was kind of weird because usually kids movies like the kid is the hero not the outcast yeah so yeah it was really interesting it's really interesting. They don't make movies like that anymore at all. I think I cried when he couldn't get his horse out of the swamp of sadness. Yeah, I kind of remember crying too. It was but awful. I also cried during during Johnny Five when you think he's dead. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> all right, what's your last one? Oh, Eden Lake. This was a fun one. 2018, directed by James Watkins. And I watched this because Kelly Riley is my fucking girl, and I've been watching her in Yellowstone. Shout out to Yellowstone, one of my favorite TV shows. But it was not at all anything like I was expecting. Um, it was just, like, surprising. Surprisingly very good. It was fucked up. Um, killer teenagers, I guess. Disturbed individuals, like, think European, like kind of hostile where those little shit ass kids go and fucking beat people up for like money and stuff just like like troubled kids street gangs yeah just kind of take over yeah it was really good um michael fassbender's in it too so that was fun um it was just like it's like one of those movies that's painful to watch yeah i was just gonna say it makes you cringe at some parts there's a lot of scenes where like they're constantly getting hurt over and over and finding ways to like yeah i was just thinking at some parts i'm like he's gonna get an infection that's not good Mm -hmm. he has staff now yeah yeah and it's just another very unforgiving moving movie moving moving. they they mentioned at one part it was like when you start bleeding and your blood is black and it's coming out that's a sign that you're about to die of blood loss you're gonna die and like yeah it happens to multiple characters in that movie get black blood so yeah (laughs) yeah that's like a really that was a cool little thing to learn from that movie it was it was really good i would i would definitely tell someone to watch this one and not any other movie that i've named (laughs) Oh, come on. Everything you've named is awesome. Yeah, everyone go watch Solo right now. Yeah, I don't know. Inside is a beautiful movie. Megan is Missing is a really cool movie. Yeah, I love I love all your picks. I just don't love all my picks because Bum Fights is a piece of shit. Pink Flamingos, I'll never watch again. The never-ending story. That's a good one. It hurts show, my soul. I'll show it to him sometime. Over my dead body. In a, in a glass cage, I don't think. He don't. has to be 10. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll go on to my last one. This is a uh, Hong Kong uh, 1988 based on a true story. It's called Men Behind the Sun. And this was about uh, the atrocities in World War II where the Japanese were taking over parts of China and doing experiments on people. And they donated actual cadavers. Yeah, uh, the Chinese public donated cadavers to this movie because they wanted to make the point that the Japanese committed these atrocities because the Japanese for a while were denying that they had anything to do with it because a lot of the evidence of it was burned but it did happen anyway 
those are the scenes basically what she mentioned that are really disturbing it's just there's scenes of of i don't know like all these different scientific experiments that they're doing on the people and all of them are just very realistic because a lot of it's done with real dead bodies also, did this happen before or after nazis like it was it was did the same Mangala time. take note it was the same time okay yeah because Mangala is also fucked up yeah i don't know i'm sure that like they're not on the exact same timeline but it's the same war and it was yeah it was a lot of the same ideology fascism and stuff so and that's another reason why it's really disturbing is it's fucking depressing because that shit really happened and they're just treating these people like like lab rats. Like there's a scene where they put a dude in a pressure chamber naked and he just falls to the ground, he starts convulsing, and all of a sudden you see a huge kielbasa looking sausage shoot out his ass because it's his intestines, because the pressure got so pressurized that he like shits out his intestines and it's so realistic. And there's also a scene where a cat gets eaten alive by rats, which director TF Mouse says was fake, but I think it was real. So yeah, it's a it's a really messed up movie, but it's very historic historical. Maybe not, maybe a little bit fabricated, but I have a feeling that a lot of that shit happened, and maybe even worse. So check out Men Behind the Sun, nineteen eighty-eight. So are you disturbed yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure am. Hopefully, we gave you guys some stuff that you didn't know about already. I think we we dug pretty deep. I think you can find some of this stuff on most disturbing lists, but. There's some other stuff on here, I think, that is pretty original. Uh, We'll try to be back next week with another episode. Hopefully your baby goes to sleep next time, but (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't always happen. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Jack. Say bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Jack. Bye-bye. Jump, 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 jump. Jump, 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 (laughs) jump. Oh. Say bye. (gasps) Muffin. Say bye. Say bye-bye. You get a jump. I'll jump. Might as well jump. Oops, I didn't record that.